Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. On today's podcast, Murray or Haskins, who you got? Steve Spurrier is back. What football position would Zion play? And Les Miles is a flexitarian. Welcome to Yahoo Sports College Podcast. I'm Dan Wetzel. Matt Forty is here. Pete Thamel is here. Pete, very prepared this week, started the text chain on topics. What is this like? You guys like you getting a bonus this month? Like is <laughs> contract year? What is going on with all of a sudden Pete taking interest in what's the show topics? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little thrown off. I gotta say, it was like early this morning too, wasn't it? Yeah, like I think when I bang, got, bang, woke bang, up, bang, it was like, like four ideas as soon as I wake up from Pete Family. The hell's going on, Pete? We up early for like you know what? What was up? I'm just dedicated to this podcast. You know, I just want you to know, especially you know. Uh, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And as, as faithful listeners of this podcast know, preparation is my specialty. I want to, I want to, I want those, those 26 little emails back and forth about topics That's I'm on all in on those, you know, the long text chains, you know, when, when I was new to your phone, you have like 27 new texts and they're all about, I, I dive in, man. That's, that's right in my wheelhouse. I was a little worried because I thought maybe this was like a, a, a cry for help, like, <laughs> but you were trying to not throw off your kidnapper, like that, you, you know, <laughs> like this is such an odd text. Something must be happening. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. What's really going on here? This is code. <laughs> this is code for I'm in someone's trunk and they're taking me to Canada. <laughs> One of Whitey Bulger's hey, disciples guys. picked me up yeah, in Southie yeah. this morning, drove yeah, me around. You're at the triple O. Um. Yeah. Hey guys, let's discuss the podcast topics today. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, well, we got to have some kind of topic, although maybe we don't. <laughs> Luck and prep. We're lucky anyone listens. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why you do, uh, but you guys do. Thank you. Yes, our lack of preparation versus their with their opportunity well, makes <laughs> somebody's luck. Yeah, somebody's lucky. The other podcast hosts out there. The fried chicken piece um, or the lucky one. But let's talk. Kyler Murray, our reigning Heisman Trophy winner, is uh, said no to baseball. He is officially official for the NFL draft. Uh, he has said he's going to prepare for workouts and meetings. No baseball. Sorry, Oakland A's. Uh, he was kind of like cryptic at the at the Super Bowl media week. 
It's bizarre. Why show up on Radio Row and not answer the most obvious question? Like, he had no no, no answer. He was stunned right. when Dan Patrick's like, so you playing football? Wait, yeah. what? Why'd you ask that? <laughs> um, I don't know. We're at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Going to the Combine? I can't comment. I can't you won the Heisman what? Trophy. <laughs> yeah. It's not like right. TMZ got him outside of, like, a restaurant. You know, yeah. like, you're on Radio Row at yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Taking money from Gatorade. Big Gatorade, yeah, like, product placement propped in the middle. So. Yeah, yeah. Why would you ask yeah. me that? I'm Not answering questions no... makes me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on anything about my future. But right. I can talk about Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, at least we've got some exciting draft debates coming because we know we need that. Oh, boy. There was that draft when the top three – picks were offensive linemen it was a terrible year for a snarky internet columnist (laughs) nothing to write about um anyway you know question is is he too small he is certainly small i i talked to baker mayfield at the super bowl radio row he was hawking pepsi i believe uh and i think baker created kyler as an nfl player i think the the height thing would have crushed kyler murray two years ago and all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield now, it's like, and, and the way Mahomes is throwing the ball around, they want these athletes that are creative all of a sudden. And I think that's what changed everything with Kyler. I think three years ago, you two years ago, you lay out a plan, and you go, man, you're not going to make it in the NFL. You're supposedly from Oklahoma's official thing, he's 5'9 and 7'8 in socks or something like, you know. So let's say 5'10. We'll see what happens at the combine. That's going to be, you know, the mega, the mega scoop. How oh, tall yeah. is Kyler Murray? Um, but um, I just think I think he's not. He doesn't make it without Baker, and and Baker's like he's a way better athlete than I am. He's the best athlete I've ever seen, and all this stuff. So I don't know. Do you make the right call? Obviously, we're more football people here than bat- baseball. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather watch Kyler Murray try than like slug it out in double A ball somewhere. I don't really care. Uh, what do you think, Pat? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 very interested to see him give it a try. I'm glad he's doing it, sure, because yes, I, I like you. I follow football much more closely than baseball, and uh, that's the thing. Even the best baseball prospects basically could go disappear for two or three years uh, before anybody sees them at or even near the big league level. So uh, that's not going to be Kyler Murray. He's going to get drafted. He's probably going to get picked in the first round, maybe the first half of the first round, maybe the top ten, maybe the top five, and. Then we'll see if he can be Baker 2.0 with a, a more mobile Baker. Maybe is he as good a pure passer? I don't know. He's pretty darn good. But he's also shorter, we believe, than Baker Mayfield too. So, you know, a lot of questions. But uh, it is going to be the dominant draft topic. And uh, I agree completely, though, that it's a, it's a very much a new era as far as breaking the mold of what the established NFL quarterback should look like and play like. Um, Baker's helped break it. Mahomes certainly has helped break it. Uh, Jared Goff even and some of the other guys that came up and spread offenses, I think, are, are altering that. And the way the coaches are being hired now, it's, it's, it's a new, at least, openness to trying a different way. And so, yes, we're going to find out whether Kyler Murray uh, can help be part of the new wave of quarterbacks. Thank God, right? Like I, yeah. I thought for 
there was a stretch there. I thought the NFL was stagnant. Like everybody looked the same, everybody played the same, everybody wanted the same archetypes and prototypes, and everyone everyone had to look like Daniel Jones at quarterback. Like six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds, can't run. I think the beauty of college football, and why I like it, and why a lot of our listeners probably like it, is just the diversity of like Oregon under Chip Kelly compared to like plotting Alabama early saving but even Alabama's transformed I mean football is changing rapidly like the last five years I think when people look back um are really going to be in it you know again it all started 20 years ago right with you know Rich Rod Petrino uh Urban obviously popularized it and you know there's there's other sort of subtle geniuses that were probably doing it at other places that I'm not mentioning but really until the NFL started doing it consistently, it was hard to say, like, it was happening in football. And now it is happening in football, and I think football is better for it. I mean, look how exciting the Super – oh, wait, last year it was anyway. So, um, <laughs> But that's what's great. Like, y- you can have a 13-3 game, and you can also have that crazy Chiefs-Rams game. And two, two years ago, obviously, the – you know, I mean, the Patriots didn't punt, and they lost the Super Bowl. Like, that's crazy um, to think of. And, I mean, look, like – we're all red meat people here. Like, offense is more fun, right? Like, I did not think the Super Bowl was boring by any means, but I like spread offenses. I like Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm going to watch the Texans before I'm going to watch a lot of other teams just because of, you know, obviously just what a dynamic athlete he is, but he's a dynamic thrower, but he can also hurt you with his legs and move the ball. Um, I remember doing a profile of Dak Prescott as rookie year in uh, Dallas, and I called Chip Kelly, uh, who was at the 49ers at the time. And he was just kind of like, spread his debt. Like, like throw the terms out the window. Everyone's, everyone's kind of the same now. And, and I think this kind of three-year span with this influx of new ideas, new coaches. I mean, pretty much if you're 27 and ever, like, took a snap and shotgun exclusively, you can be an NFL head coach now. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I do think just it's better than, like, the old recycle this and bring back Marty Morningwig. And, like, you know, it's just for years it was, like, the same Norv Turner, you know, like the zombie Norv Turner, the zombie apocalypse Norv Turner. Like, it was just all the same stuff. So I am uh, am bowing and uh, grateful for this era that Kyler enters. Yeah, height was everything. In 2012, this really should have been the moment it all changed. Uh, six foot three Brandon Whedon and six seven Brock Osweiler <laughs> were picked over five eleven Russell Wilson. Oh my! Your Denver Broncos, Pat, took the. Oh, took I the know big o, that when big o. when yeah when oh, LA had so had the height fetish and he's from Montana or something like that. Yeah. It was like yeah. Elway had a height fetish with Osweiler and with uh, Paxton Lynch, neither yeah. of whom can play dead in a cowboy. They wanted movie. the big guys. It's accuracy. <laughs> I, I had a lot of people ask me, like, why is Brady so good? He is tall. It's Brady's a big – he's 6'4". But it's he never does any – like, he's not spectacular to watch. Like, the Tom Brady highlight reel is not like – like, Mahomes had more exciting plays in one season than probably Brady in 19 years. Like, there's just yeah. not these off-foot crazy passes and stuff like that. It's like it's accurate, and he figures out how to do the thing. And so there's, there's a bit with it. And we'll see if Kyler Murray – Falls in. I think. I think. I'm. I'm excited. Why not? You want great athletes. You want exciting players. You want someone coming in. So, the, the debate. I think over the first quarterback. Um, not to pigeonhole Dwayne Haskins here at Ohio State, but he is six foot three. He is your more prototypical size. 
Uh, seven, but he also completed 70% of his passes. Uh, don't tell Stephen A. Smith. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephen A. said he was more of a runner than a passer. I mean, other than the 50 touchdowns and the 70% completion rating, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. They actually didn't so he, like him at Ohio State at times because he wouldn't run and couldn't run. Like, he's right, not right. only not like a runner, but he was a dreadful, reluctant runner who's oh, slow. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, it, almost he's not Drew Bledsoe, but he's a lot more Drew Bledsoe than he is anything else. Yeah. yeah I, he ran for 108 yards. Yeah. The yeah, whole year. You know, I mean. Not, it, not quite Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's that's seven a game. I didn't say anything um, on Twitter about that because I've stopped acknowledging Stephen A. Smith as like a credible source. Like it's just like nah. It's just like why even why even rip him? Like I I feel like that they actually like that, you know? Oh, they do, and I I don't. I, and I, let me say this about Stephen A. You you know Pat, you did that show. Yeah. I mean, try to have a a an outraged or a huge opinion oh. about every single topic in every single sport. Every single day for two hours is impossible. <laughs> it is. Like, they're like, hey, fake, made a mistake. Like, of course. There will be fake outrage and there will be fake expertise. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, That's I mean. part I, and parcel of it. Of course, he, you know, he knows a ton about the NBA and he knows this. And he's, yeah. I, I like Stephen A. He's very entertaining. But, like, yeah, okay, he's a little down on his cor- college quarterbacks right now. But it was a funny comment. The guy, I was like, really? Between Haskins is a runner. All right. <laughs> I'm here for um, all of Pat's hot NHL takes. So, yeah, yeah if this turns into a hot hockey pod. We're in trouble. Uh, anyway, who do you like? So you know, here's your here's your debate. And and again, I, I don't want to make I'm not faking Haskins out to be Brock Osweiler or something like that. But six three, you know, bigger, stronger, good guy. You know, smaller guy. The one thing I have concern about both of these guys is they both played one season, basically, of college football. And there is not – the track record is is three to even four years of college football really helps prepare you. I, I, I have not done this story lately, but there was a – I did it uh, a few years back, and, like, the guys like Roethlisberger and them who played actually, like, four years as a QB, just the experience – of the weekly prep, the reps, the film study, all of that really pays off. We got guys just basically coming in on one year. I mean, these are one and dones. And uh, I, I, that's my only thing is, like, what do we really – that's got to scare uh, an NFL, the NFL on both of these guys, whichever way you like. But what, what do you think of uh, the Haskins-Murray debate? Pete? Um I'll uh, I'll jump in first and say it's going to be fascinating. So I have the NFL draft order up here in front of me. And the first five teams, assuming Tampa still likes Jameis, which we'll just assume, um, he's in the last year of his uh, rookie deal in 2019. Um, the first five teams have quarterbacks. Obviously, Rosen's in Arizona. Jimmy G is in San Francisco. Darnold's in New York. And... Uh, Cars in Oakland. Now, maybe Oakland is questionable because John Gruden, if you're good, John Gruden's going to trade you. That's what we've learned. So, um, you know, and then the Giants are sitting there at six, desperate for a quarterback. The Jags need one at seven. And then, obviously, Pat's Broncos need one at 10. And the Dolphins are desperate for one at 13. So I think the fascinating thing is you're going to have to show your cards. So all along, like, 
NFL people thought throughout the season that Herbert would be the number one pick in the draft. Is he better than Joey Bosa? Nobody really thought that. But quarterback desperation is going to cause franchises to trade up and move rashly, especially because there's so many franchises that really, really need quarterbacks. And they honestly need hope for their fan bases. You can't have hope for your fan base in the modern NFL without a quarterback. So do you – the question is – do you like Kyler enough that you want to trade into the top five to get him? I would take Haskins over Kyler Murray. Um, And it it has more to do, I think, that he's a more polished downfield thrower. And I think even in the evolving pro game, he fits. And quite frankly, he's safer, right? Like, if Dwayne Haskins turns into, like, a Teddy Bridgewater-ish kind of just pedestrian, decent serviceable starter, decent backup, whatever, you're not going to do that. If Kyler Murray busts, he's going to bust. Um, and I really feel like Haskins fits well into the modern pass-heavy NFL game. So does someone like him enough that they want to trade into this top five? I mean, these top five teams are sitting here in great spots right now. But, like, how high – the Cardinals especially are in great shape – how high do you have to trade up? Like, it, there's there's going to be some fascinating things. This draft order is not going to stay the same. I think there's going to be a ton of activity, and it's going to be based on those two guys. Um, so, but I I am staking my claim with uh, with Haskins. I do agree with Dan. Parcells always said back in the day he wanted a quarterback to have 33 starts and I think win 20 of them, and that was sort of like the baseline he wanted if he was going to draft a quarterback. And I guess. Yep, they're both about halfway there. Yeah, um, I I would take Haskins as well. I think I, I just I be I really like him for one thing, um, and we discussed this on a previous podcast. I remember like where is the the defining line of too small? We we've, we've said you know eventually somebody is too small. Maybe it's 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 going down. Maybe it's five ten, but maybe five nine is it? Maybe you just can't play very well at 5'9". Doug Flutie had a serviceable career, but he was never a star. Uh, you, you know, you're not, do you want to take a top five pick on somebody who ends up being a Doug Flutie? No, not really. And he was 5'9". So the, the other thing is I just – Murray runs around a lot. I think the chances of getting injured are greater, especially when you're tiny. So uh, – and again, I really like Haskins in the way he throws it. He's very accurate. He's got certainly got a strong enough arm. Seems to read defense as well. Um, I would I would be happy to to take my chances with them. And you're you're right, Dan. That you know the 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 experience thing. The best thing you could do, like if you're Denver, keep Case Keenum another year and let Dwayne Haskins sit behind him for a year. You know, if you're going to shove one of these guys in immediately, you might be asking for a lot. Pat Mahomes sat for a year. That worked out awfully well for him. Uh, Baker Mayfield had played nine million football games, college football games, so he didn't necessarily need to sit. Although Hugh Jackson wanted him to to begin with, which is why he's now a former coach. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether somebody shoves one of those guys into the lineup right away. Yeah, an interesting Brady nugget said. with Brady Murray is: Can you say he slips to later part of the first round, where a uh, New Orleans doesn't have a first round pick, but you know Patriots, someone with an established quarterback, Green Bay, whatever, takes him to stash him. Uh, can you use him as a gadget guy in a, in a different sure, position sure. For, for a year? Lamar did some stuff with uh, with Baltimore in that vein, I believe, this year. And like, and as he develops, learns the system, etc., use him in different ways. 
until he can become your starting quarterback. Yeah. Kansas City sure. spent a 10th pick, 10th pick overall on Mahomes, yeah. and they had uh, Alex Smith. I mean, they had yeah. a, a good quarterback. They, so And moved up to get him, right? Moved up to get him. Right. So you wonder uh, in that role. Now, here's the other thing. Um, the NFL draft is, uh, to me, the NFL draft might be, I joke about this sometimes with our editors, but it might be the second biggest sport in America uh, behind <laughs> yeah. the NFL. Okay? It, like, combines the NFL and college football. And it's months of buildup. The NFL is the best at turning this thing into this endless discussion with combines coming up, you know, and that thing's like mesmerizing. All of a sudden you're watching it talking about like the loose hips of, uh, you know, this, this OL from, from, from Oklahoma State. Like, oh, I really like his loose hips when he's doing the cone, the recone. Drink. Greasy yeah. hips what, is my favorite term. Yeah. What, Got what, the hips what, am I, yeah. what am I doing with my life, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> but the amount of publicity, okay, and I, I heard this this year. I don't know who said it. I'm crediting anonymous person. You can email me or text or tweet at me, whoever said it. But when Will Greer, the QB at West Virginia, skipped West Virginia's bowl game, somebody, I think, tweeted out or wrote or I heard that, very specific here, obviously, Um <laughs> It's better for West Virginia for Will Greer to be healthy and go into the draft process because of the publicity he will generate for West Virginia <laughs> than to actually win actually the bowl win game. The bowl game. <laughs> and I was like, that is fascinating. And I agree. <laughs> Who what the what what was what bowl game was West Virginia in? I don't even know. Uh, uh, right? So I don't remember. You know, anyone know? They were in the camping no. world bowl. They got Trounced really? by Syracuse, they had a starting <laughs> oh, goal. Will okay. Greer not yeah. play? Um, now here's the question: Will it actually now be better for Houston because Dana Holgerson, like Dana Holgerson, showed up in Mobile and ended up in the NFL Network while Will Greer was throwing? Well, yeah. Will it actually oh, gonna, transfer yeah. over? Because um, obviously there was yeah. the coaching change. Is that Houston's publicity now? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, but the yeah. highlights are still going to be WVU. Like, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. high like. Yeah, Kyler Murray will make sure the Oklahoma Sooner highlights. Oh God! Now, also, the highlights will be Kansas Jayhawks as Kyler runs or by him. Okay, <laughs> so that's what you always get a lot of like. <laughs> that's <laughs> the who, only time Kansas ever makes the makes the ESPN. That's who <laughs> Baker grabbed his junk against. Yes, yeah, that yeah, that one. So many yeah. times. Hey, Kansas got a football team. That's right. Um, yeah, the slow those slow secondary guys that they whip through. That's not going to work in the NFL, uh, but. How I mean, this is like I, I don't. He has not won a national title in his first two years, but like this is just a, a boon for Lincoln Riley and and Oklahoma these first two years. He takes two quarterbacks, both off the bounce. I mean, Kyler Murray's at A and M. They ended up going with Kyle Allen. He's now at Houston. That didn't work out so well. No, and, no, and he's uh, actually Baker in the NFL. Was at, he's like a practice squad guy with Carolina. Oh, is he left? I'm sorry, he yeah. left. Yeah, he didn't right. even start yeah. at Houston. Yeah. And then no. the and then Baker left uh Tech. Yep. And you know, I mean, obviously they had they they had a Mahomes and all that. I mean, it was a little different, but um the the he gets these two guys. They both won the Heisman. They both have a chance to be top like how big is this for Lincoln Riley, other than winning a national title, which they have not done, but that's not easy. As these first two years, this guy, when, when he got the job off Stoops, it was like, 
Right? They're going with this young guy. I don't know anybody who's established themselves as like part of just the elite group any quicker or has this much juice this quick than I mean, even Dabo took years to kind of build up. Like Lincoln Riley's sure. just off the bat, bang. Look at this guy. Just takes he'll take anybody. You win the Heisman to be a top five NFL draft pick. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, look, two playoff appearances, two Heisman trophies, one number one overall pick, and the other one could be, you know, really high as well. That's <laughs> that's a lot to take on the road with your recruiting. I mean, that's if, if you want to play quarterback, guess who you talk to first. If you're really good, I would talk to Lincoln Riley. Absolutely beyond a doubt. And, yeah, his own personal stock, holy cow, it's uh, skyrocketing as well. And, um you know, he's, he's in his, what, mid-30s at this point? He's going to yeah. be, you know, coaching football unless he burns out or something. He's going to be coaching football for 30 more years. We're going to be hearing a ton about Lincoln Riley and what he's doing uh, going forward. I, I would like to be Lincoln Riley's agent. <laughs> um, and Jalen Hurts is there, which is another fascinating yeah. experiment. Can you imagine uh, yeah. the – the shift in reputation of Oklahoma, if he can take Jalen Hurts, who is very good at Alabama. Like anyone who thinks Jalen Hurts, he was 26-2, and two, I believe, as a starter. He obviously came off the bench and won an SEC title game. Like Jalen Hurts is a high-functioning, high-end Division One quarterback um, who I think will get drafted. And But if Lincoln Riley can turn him into a Heisman winner, holy shit. Like, I mean, yeah. that would be, be mind-blowing. Like he would literally be a step yeah. ahead – of the rest of college football if he can do that. Yeah. My guess is you Heisman voters will not vote an Oklahoma guy three straight. There'll be an eh. anti-Sooner I voted bias. For Tua. Yeah, I voted for Tua, too. See? But, you guys wouldn't uh, go back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> you hate Oklahoma! I would have gone back-to-back <laughs> yeah. back if, if there weren't Tua, but, you know. There was, and that, now we had the Jalen Hurts and Tua to go from teammates to uh, now maybe theoretically battling each other for the I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence down for the next two Heisman trophies, and I don't even you have know. to watch anything. I don't even have to watch him play. <laughs> That's a pretty radical yeah. take by you, because pretty scalding hot take. It's nice when when, when really athletic, uh, great accuracy passers are five foot ten, but it's really good when they're six foot six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It sure as hell doesn't hurt when you're looking down on the defense now. Yeah. And so we'll go when with you're that. Six six and have a better arm than everybody who's five ten too. Yeah. In addition Let's not, to being eight yeah, inches Peyton, taller. Peyton Manning couldn't run three yards, but he was a damn good player yeah. now. So yeah. I think Dan should uh, grow out his hair the next two years in honor of Trevor Lawrence. I, might. I want a little I sunshine might. action in the back there from from Wets. I'm sure the ladies love it. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Party in the back, <laughs> Dan. Party in the back. <laughs> your da- your daughters would be so proud of you. Yes. Oh yeah. Be the fun zone exciting. would be a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would just be so happy with this development. <laughs> we were at a um, one of them was playing a soccer. There was like this little soccer tournament, and then they played at half the, for the title game. You played at halftime of this indoor soccer game. It's like some pro league and whatever in Detroit. So we we were at. They played. They did the little tournament. They made the finals, and then we watched the first half of this pro league. And this one dude had these long dreads, white guy mm-hmm. with long dreads, like all the way. To, and I'm like, anybody had a receding hairline too. <laughs> And I'm like, that. I, I don't have the receding hairline, but and I, I love it. It must have taken years to grow this thing, and, and his hair started falling out, but he just went with it. It's like, I'm not giving up the plan. 
legendary hey. haircut. And I was joking That's with them. And they were not interested even the joke. <laughs> they weren't? Even no. Uh, no. You know what? Boy, teenage daughters, not real big on dad humor. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, no. But you got to give them a steady diet of it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't back down. Yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of week, the weekend, did anybody here watch any of the Alliance of American football? Okay. Football is still in our life. The Super Bowl is over, but uh, it's there. It had the highest ratings of any live sporting event on Saturday night. Out through college basketball easily, NBA even. Now it's the first week. Curiosity factor. Like the XFL came out with some massive number when it started. Um. Uh. So just just off the bat, quickly, did e- anybody watch? Pat? No, no, I didn't watch a minute. I didn't watch a play. I don't want to. I'm not interested. <laughs> I like football a lot, but I had my fill. You know, this is like when you you grow older. You know, like you're a kid. You're like you're eight years old. I can't wait to have my own house so I can eat chocolate cake every day. <laughs> well, then maybe you can do it. And then after a while, it's like, oh yeah, I'm sick of chocolate cake. When football season's over, I'm done with football. I'm ready for basketball. It's basketball season to me. I don't need more football just because it's there. I don't need to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I have no intention of watching it. There's going to be other stuff to do. Y'all can have it. Football. Wow. Pat Forty, the voice of moderation. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Pat, this is fentanyl America. It's never (laughs) enough. We keep creating new drugs. (laughs) I would liken it to, like, the fourth trip to the Chinese buffet in college. You know, you and your buddies are at a Chinese buffet. And then, like, by the time all you, you the fourth eat. time. Like, that's Says what, all you can eat. That's what, yeah, that's what this is. Uh, I watched also Zero, uh, in part because it's college basketball season, and that's uh, part of my job is to watch college basketball. I will say watching Ohio State and Indiana on Sunday. And oh, then watching my Cincinnati God, that was Houston, awful. It felt like a job at times. Like, <laughs> I, I, college basketball, like, aesthetically is just kind of gross. And uh, non-Zion chapters of college basketball is just – you know, it can be, it can look and feel workmanlike. Now, like Virginia Carolina last night was a good game, and it was it was well uh, well played and had some had some flow to it. But yeah, there were times where I was like, hmm, you know, maybe this alphabet soup football league isn't isn't going to be so bad. <laughs> um, I will say my one regret is I did not watch my favorite all time college football coach call plays. That would be former East Carolina coach Steve Logan, who is the OC of the Birmingham team. I am just going to oh, assume Lord. he ran a slew of reverses and. Even though he's the OC, I'm sure he faked punts and onside kicked. So, <laughs> if you can bring back Steve Logan, it's not all bad. But I, I just don't have it on the radar now. I, it was interesting to see people like freak out about it on Twitter. Like people were so excited. I know the Birmingham I, Iron. Yeah, the Birmingham good ta- good name for a team. Uh, also back, Steve Spurrier, mm-hmm. ball coach is back. Uh, first play for the Orlando Apollos. He draws up the bomb, throws it deep. Got did it to. work? Did it work? It did not. It did not, but nah. they did score 40. Uh, they beat the Atlanta Legends. I don't know how a brand-new team can be called the Legends. <laughs> Unless, That's such they, a lame might be sponsored name anyway. by a gentleman's club in Atlanta. That's what that sounds <laughs> well, like. <laughs> that, that could be. That, Atlanta okay. Legends. Like, that, don't put that receipt in. That's not for expenses. <laughs> Did you watch Dan? <laughs> uh, I did not. I was. Okay. I don't know what we were doing on Saturday night. I was probably drinking, yeah. embarrassing your what? daughters. 
I was not there. They, uh, but I did. I did catch some of the highlights. Steve Spurrier. Uh, uh, they won forty to six. Uh, he opened his uh, post game press call. Okay, good win for the Apollos. That was just, <laughs> just so Steve Spurrier. Good win for the Apollos. Okay. <laughs> oh, the Apollos. Okay. My oh, man, uh, Rainy Angolia, uh, UMass's greatest football player ever, oh, yeah. maybe, other than uh, all the ones that made the NFL for longer. Um, he's the uh, he's the broadcaster, so I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. about that. If you want to listen to the radio down there, uh, and Spurrier had one regret: we didn't score fifty, <laughs> but forty was enough. So That's look, you got Spurrier back in your life. You got Rick Neuheisel's coaching Dennis Erickson. I mean, who didn't want to watch Dennis Erickson coach again? Mike Singletary, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, we don't have the XFL yet. Bob Stoops no. is going to coach the Dallas team. Right. Every college in America wants Bob Stoops, and he decides to go to the XFL. For now. For now. I think that brings him back. Yep. Um, they got some new rules. Uh, it's like, you know, some of the, some of the, pl- some of the replay, uh, there's no onside kick. Uh, oh, you can. Cool. You, there's no kickoffs at all. You just oh. get the ball. Uh. Onside kicks are replaced by fourth. You get fourth and twelve from your own twenty or something. Well, I don't yeah. understand that. So instead of onside kicking, you just say uh, that way. At the end of games, you basically want the you only purpose of the the kick is dangerous, right? Yeah. So they want to get rid of the kick, but you have to have something <laughs> for the 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 comeback. So they found a play. That statistically is converted as many times as a onside kick, okay. Through okay. their data, and it's fourth and twelve from your own twenty. So if you blow you know what, it, the other team is right there. You know what else is dangerous other than on, on, uh, kickoffs is, is like beheading the quarterback. They're going to let that happen because when there there was some highlight I saw of yeah, some big quarterback hits, just some getting big obliterated. Hits. Mike Burkovici, yeah. the former Arizona State yeah. Sun Devil, he got beheaded actually. Yeah. And so did they flag that, or are they just going to say, eh, never mind, in, the, in this league? Is that going to be one it's, of their – They're pro-concussion, Pat. Blowing <laughs> yeah. up on Instagram, <laughs> that's, man. That's, We're just <laughs> – Get a bonus point. <laughs> yeah. that's, maybe that's part of the, the slogan, not namby-pamby on concussions here, baby. <laughs> we'll go ahead and take the headshots. Yeah. I will probably watch. I did not watch mm-hmm. – I don't know what – I literally can't remember what I was doing, so it might have the blackout train might have come early. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, 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 pro- I probably didn't remember it was on. But I, I'm, I'm going to watch. There's no question. If football is on. Look, here's my thing about college basketball, okay? And you guys got te- hit on it. There's no – college football is innovation. It is the incubator for football. Maybe high school even more. But it, it feeds up to the NBA, to the NFL. College football is all these different offenses. They try in different things, all sorts of stuff. College basketball is the same five plays, right? Hey, look, they're doing the high weave, you know, and then it's like uh, high post. It's like the same game. There's all these Steph Curry wannabes hucking up 28-footers. Like Steph didn't even make that when he was Steph in college. That line is a suggestion. Okay, get get up there. Go ahead. You don't shoot from behind the free throw line. Like, it's, I'm going to shoot from back here. The coaching is horrible. They can't coach these guys. There's no two-for-ones in college basketball. No one no, does that. Impossible Zero. to do a two-for-one. Yeah. There's, like, the inbound plays are – okay, last second. You watch, like, 
You watch an NBA game and they got yeah. a sideline out of bounds with three seconds left, and there's going to be something happen and they're going to set up a shot, you know? And 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 it, like half the coaches in the league can draw up something incredible. College basketball, Mike Krzyzewski's the winningest coach of all time. He'll throw it to the backcourt, have the guy run down, try to take some shot. They never have plays. I, I, I used to love college basketball. I love the passion of college basketball. I like the history. I, there's so much I like about it. But as a sport, it's just stagnant. And if you actually like – there's just – I don't know what – why is that? There's 330 teams. No one's trying anything different. Like, you know, you yeah, gotta, it, I mean, it all comes from the NBA down. Those guys invent right. new ways to play. Well, and that, and that, that as actually, I mean, that, you know, that's arrived to a degree is now we've got four out, one in, or five out, you know, positionless stuff. And that's, thank you, Warriors, for helping make that happen. There were some guys who were doing that before. But, no, it is such a, I agree with you, it's a very derivative game. It's very, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it is, very little in terms of innovation. I don't know whether coaches are getting paid so much now that they're scared to rock the boat or to, to go off, you know, outside of the envelope, so to speak. But, yeah, I I mean, boy, at least we are – like when it was about five years ago or so when literally every single play was a high screen and roll, Ugh. I just – I had about had it, you know. But uh, it's a little bit better than that now, but still you watch some of these games. I mean, Ohio State-Indiana honestly was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life almost unwatchable last night tcu kansas was actually an interesting entertaining game it was close but tcu it. at the end of the game they got uh. an accident they got an accidental two for one because they turned it over but then with the last possession they dribble out the clock what are you doing i just I, it's, it's so hard to watch the end of these games that's the thing that's killer i will say hopefully by the time the podcast airs i will have seen Duke against Louisville Tuesday night, and hopefully Zion Williamson gave me a reason to be there. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, he's going to do that. The title of this yeah. podcast will be College Basketball, Get Off Our Lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, sorry, we're but... asking for something new. Yeah, we're right. We're actually like, please mow my lawn while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> do something. Like, even back in, like, there used to be different styles, right? Yeah. Like, there's, oh, we got the amoeba defense. 40 and we minutes got the matchup zone of yeah. Temple. And we got. Yeah. And and, and Arkansas some, and Kentucky yeah. pressed full court all yeah. the right. time. And, Nobody and does teams that out west are trying to score, you know, uh, we're trying, Loyola Marymount's Loyola. trying to score 140. And then, you know, there'd be teams tr- still, I'm a, I, I, I played for Coach Iba. We're going to win this 43-41, you know. Yeah. And it's like. At least there were different styles. Now it's just sort of like, yeah. oh, I don't know. And it's, it's just coaches screaming at players to be, like, tougher. Everything's about, you know, look, we, we all love Tom Izzo, and he's a hugely successful coach. But when he used to make them wear the football pads at practice, like, <laughs> yeah. like I get it. That's going to get you victories. But I'm not really sure that's how basketball is meant to be played. <laughs> or watched. Or yeah. watched. Like, and that's. Yeah. Really, like Ohio State and Indiana, and there's no creativity. I mean, this Zero. is not just some garbage game. These are two of the biggest programs in the history of college basketball. Well, sure. When we parachute in and nothing. really start watching now, you okay, I want to watch, uh, you know, Romeo, right? He's going to be a top yeah. seven pick. Gross if he's a top seven uh, pick. Like, gross. Man. Like, no, there's no dog in him. Like, he's just kind of floats around and jacks threes. And well, in that offense, too, they don't they don't really feature him unless it's the end of the shot clock. And then it's, you know, it's one thing. It's, it's you know, take the screen or de- decline the screen, and that's it. And it's just, ah, I mean, do some other stuff. Yeah. 
Duke Virginia uh, was a good game on Saturday. I enjoyed, it was. I enjoyed that. Um, and it, some of it was because like the rest of Duke came alive a little bit. Like Cam Reddish had been pretty unimpressive. R.J. Barrett had been a little piggish and up and down, and he obviously hit his first five threes. Tough to have a bad night when you hit your first five threes. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, you're going to come around on R.J. Barrett by the end of the season. I predict. Really, I'm going to help br- help bring you around. I like him. I think he's very good. He's would smooth. you take Pat? Would you take him number one over Zion? No. No, no. I like R.J. Barrett. I love Zion Williams. But what is Zion in the NBA, Pat? I don't care. Player. (laughs) Player. Wing. Give me the ball on the wing. Let him go. Is he an all-star? Yeah, yeah. I think he can be. Why? Why? Unbelievable athleticism, incredible skill, improve the shot. He's got it all. Improve the shot. He's got to do that. You know what? He's 18 and a half. He's a young freshman. Yeah. He's 18 and a half. He turned 18 in July. He's got so much room to, I think, to get better because he's, he, he'll have to, and he will. He Look, great work ethic, plays hard, the most ridiculous athleticism I've ever seen. That The block shot, I did something in the 40 minutes yeah. on how far he went, and, like, it was eight steps and kind of a hop, and he went, like, 40 feet to block that thing. I mean, it's just – outrageous i that screamed in my living room like ah <laughs> when when he got to that ball like that was yeah. like that was like one of those slow motions when they show somebody doing the uh, olympic triple jump yeah. you ever see those things and you're like <laughs> yeah how does somebody do the triple jump like what is that thing and it's like whoa yeah. or the pole vault you're like wow that's yeah. amazing i don't know what he was doing that was yeah. like yeah i I, I mean, he's a player. Make the, make the other team figure out what, what he is and isn't because they're going to try to guard him because they can't guard him like with another guy like him. Yeah. Um, my only concern with him is longevity. We, we've never seen a player at this size, yep. and more notably his ankles and knees, jump 45 inches in the air and land over and over and over. At two, uh, you know, and you just—I just don't know. I—I I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for an 18-year uh, Hall of Fame career here, but that's my only question with him. He—he he cannot shoot the ball very well, but there is no way that guy doesn't average double-digit scoring and rebounds as a rookie in the NBA. Like, I yeah. have zero doubt his downside is a double-double guy in the NBA, and his yeah. upside is perennial all-star absolutely i don't know if he's an mvp or not but he is and i mean you just fill in seats i mean if, yeah. if he's it's for sure if, he, yeah. if he is if comes to your nba town you're like all right season tickets let's see this like i gotta go yeah. see this for a while i was talking to a scout yesterday and he was like imagine when he wins the dunk contest next year it'll be the highest rated most watched oh. most talked about like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. like I, sign me up right now for Zion in a dunk contest. I'm watching. You know, yeah, like sure. I, it, I haven't watched an NBA dunk contest in ten years. <clears throat> yeah, I've watched like one. And yeah. that, that would be the next one. That's for sure. Yeah, there's yeah. there's some really fascinating things. His body to me is the most interesting part because, like Dan said, there's this explosion in athleticism. Like I've never seen a more violent jumper than him. In in a, just like the way he takes off, but he's doing it with with some extra weight. Right, like yeah. his body, and again, they're not the same player, they're not the same athlete, but his body. Remember Kevin Love at UCLA? They right. kind of had the same. He was like, so much bigger. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a little chubby for like lack of a right. you know, call right. baby fat, yeah. call it what you will. Yeah, so much bigger than he is now. Yeah, imagine yeah. Zion cut like DK Metcalf in that picture that ran around Twitter oh. this week. Like, oh imagine him just like, you know, just yeah. totally jacked up, 
but it, that'll be oh. it'll be really interesting. But it's gonna look like the anatomy chart, like his yeah. muscles. Are be... <laughs> like what yeah, is that? You, you like, lean him out down to I don't know two seventy two seventy five. Yeah. Oh man, it's like if the aliens come and they're like, "What is human?" We're like, "Here, this is our guy." Yeah. This is what a human. Yeah. He comes off. <laughs> he comes off the airplane first to fight the aliens. Yeah. The aliens just hightail <laughs> it back. They're like, him. Out of here, man! I ain't touching this thing. <laughs> They got a bunch of these guys down here. We're in trouble. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he 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 does need to lean up. I mean, it's uh, you know, uh, there's no you can't. That's my only thing with him. But man, he he's not a complete player. But his <laughs> it's because he checks boxes that didn't exist. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is. What yeah. is I mean, who even thinks when you are outside the three point line on the opposite side of the court? I'm going to go get that shot in the corner on the other <laughs> side. Nobody even tries that. I mean. And not only does he get there, he doesn't just, you know, get a finger, graze it, stand it up in the air. He knocks it five rows up. I mean, what? And I love the defenders in college basketball who are now, like, I think they go into the game and they're like, my goal today is maybe to beat Duke, but definitely not get dunked (laughs) on and and be on social media. So they, they, (laughs) like, if Zion gets the ball by midcourt in a sort of break, everybody just runs to the bench, like, (laughs) get out of the way. Ain't no heroes yeah. here, man. I'm going to get, get that shot. guy in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. They, yeah. Get out of the way. I'm not getting dunked on by this thing. I mean, he has more, uncon- not even uncontested. No one's in the paint. Right. Just, yeah. Like, where is Patrick Ewing and Alonzo Mourning when, you know, like, <laughs> those guys are always in those Michael Jordan highlights. But at least right. they tried. Like, give him a gold. Like, at least Ewing was trying when he was getting dunked <laughs> off the head. These what guys position would Zion play in, in football? Oh, defensive tight, end. Tight end or offensive tackle oh, or defensive Oh, defensive end. end. Yeah, I mean, it's defensive interesting. End, like, the explosion. <laughs> holy cow, I draft, yeah. him in, I draft him in the top ten to play football right now. Honest yeah, to God. Defensive I would draft. End. He is a defensive end. He is Reggie White and taller. He uh, Forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Can you imagine how strong he is? No, He's not playing a game where we see brute yeah. strength, but can you imagine <laughs> him powering yeah. off and then no. just – Okay, let's. Hey, Kyler Murray, five foot ten, we'll throw it over here. <laughs> Block. <laughs> well, that's he's the thing. Just up. Yet. He's ten but, feet in the air. He's going to be yeah. ten feet in the air blocking passes. Are Imagine you, him on field goal block. Oh <laughs> my god! He'd get like he every might other set one. Set the NFL record. He might block them all. I mean, you know, like every It'd be time like penalty kicks. One. You'd have to kick him around. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to have a kicker who can hit a draw get around Zion. Like Cam Chancellor used to jump over. He just stand up. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This so is like this up. reminds me. We did this story at one of the Olympics, one of the Summer Olympics. Like we went. Uh, I think it was Jay Busby went around to the different sport coaches and asked how many sports could LeBron James medal in. No. Like you know. <laughs> And one of the best was the handball coach, American handball coach. Because if I could have him for one month, he'd be the greatest handball player to ever live. Like, just, I swear to God. Absolutely like, you know, true. LeBron the boxer, like, good God, get out of here. How many sports could LeBron win? Imagine him like at? water polo. Yeah, I oh. we had them all. It's a great story. I just remember yeah. the handball guy goes, give me one month. And he's the greatest handball player to ever live. Just was anyone like a couple, no a couple tricks too hard to learn yeah well yeah there were i mean you know there was like you gymnastics there people. was some jokes yeah. i mean you know he's not going to be doing too good at gymnastics fencing maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a lot of yeah there's a lot of room to stab him 
Like he's too big, right? <laughs> he's a big target. Big, big surface target. area, yeah. Don't they yeah. wear that little heart on the little white? Like he's got a big, a lot of heart. A lot of heart. <laughs> Zion could play just about any. I just, I'd take him right now. He'd be ungodly on the defensive end. Oh, ungodly. Yeah. Just yeah. don't even throw over. He says, just you wouldn't even need to cover guys over there. No, I. You're right, though. The explosion, just the way he gets off the ground, if you get that off of oh, a snap. And he'd oh murder people. Pity the offensive tackle that would have to I had I did him. a thing at the Super Bowl for Verizon. Um, this uh, We did a chalk talk on the day of the game with uh, some I don't know, custom, Verizon customers or something. And uh, we had uh, Vince Wilfork and uh, – um, uh, oh, my God, now I'm forgetting uh, – and he's the one who told the story. There are too many names in this thing. I didn't, I didn't write down. Who's the great Los Angeles Ram running back? Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Yeah, Dickerson. Dickerson. Right. Yeah. Great guy. So Dickerson. Easy one telling, to forget. I mean, I don't know how I forget this. It's seriously embarrassing. I'm, I was with him a week ago. Okay. <laughs> great guy. So somebody asked the crowd asked, "Has there ever been a player you're afraid of?" And and uh, Vince Wilfork goes, "No, no, never, never feared one player I ever played with." And Dickerson goes, oh, well, you didn't play against Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> all, and he said, rookie year, they, they had this play where he was supposed to block, like uh, he was supposed to chip block a guy, uh, the, the outside linebacker coming in or whatever. And it's, and, and it's uh, Lawrence Taylor. And he's like, oh, my God. I, I, and, I, and he's so scared before the play. He says he goes over, they run the play, and he, he, he chip blocks him, but he can't chip. You got to, like, really block him. And mm-hmm. takes he takes Taylor down, and Lawrence Taylor gets up and starts cussing him out, and he tells it he tells it much better than I do, and he's basically like, "You ever try that again, I will kill you. I'm going to kill you." Okay, <laughs> and Dickerson, they're out on the side, and they're like, "Okay, we're going back to that play," and he goes, "I'm not going in the game." That man <laughs> said he would kill me. <laughs> so imagine the the the, the, the running back who's got to try to chip block yeah. Zion like yeah. what are you talking about coach? Jared Sproles is like O's. Nah. <laughs> you can't x and o this he's three o's like he's just oh That's man a, i'm reading Your business that, uh, decision you, you go you go for the ankles and if you miss you miss yeah but then he's that, mad you know, at you trying to take out his knee right now on belichick and uh, belichick was taylor's position coach and oh, loves, there's some great taylor. lt story it's a great book first of all uh but, uh, you know, like, LT would just, like, sleep in meetings and just put sunglasses on, and they'd kind of yeah. rustle them, and they'd be like, ah, Lawrence isn't with us today. But <laughs> yeah. Good enough. I yeah. will say, there's more, like, football people talk about Lawrence Taylor unlike any other player I've ever heard him talk about. You know yeah. I mean? Like, they, they rave on him to a degree you just don't hear. I remember I asked John Madden one year at one Super Bowl if you could, if you could draft one player in history to start your team. He said, I said, who would you take? He said, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. They, they they all go on. And at, at Super Bowl Media Night this year, uh, so, you know, obviously Belichick is not interested in saying anything negative about the Rams in any way that could possibly be on the bulletin board. But somebody comes up to him and goes, hey, do you think Aaron Donald is a lot like, uh, you know, is the, is the new Lawrence Taylor, some kind of Taylor thing? And Belichick's like, well, I, you know, I love uh, Aaron Donald, but let's not get carried. He just, yeah. like, the closest thing to neck. He's like, I'm not letting this it, stand. Yeah. This will not be uttered without my response. Lawrence, now, Lawrence, a whole nother level now. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do not talk to Bill Belichick. If you said who the greatest player Bill Belichick ever coached, he absolutely goes Lawrence Taylor over Tom Brady. Really? I like, think so? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. He wow. loves Lawrence Taylor. 
There's six really good reasons to love Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are, but uh, Lawrence got him a couple. He won two, right? Yeah. You know, how many win? Yeah. Was Bill there for – yeah, Bill Yeah, Bill had two as a – either – Yeah, that's DC, why he's got yeah, assistant for Purcells for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I just I, – I would that would be a good – he hates comparing players. Maybe when he's done. Ask him a comparison right. question, you will get a snarky Ooh. answer. <laughs> the, the reporters, after all these years, they still – would you compare this guy? Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're all mm. good players. I, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Different That's players. the same thing like Krzyzewski. You know, you compare this team to 92. Like, no. I, I don't compare. Yeah, yeah I don't compare. Uh, all right. Hey, there was a good story by Ross Dellinger by, uh, about Les Miles and Sports Illustrated, and I just want to run this quote by you guys. Um. Les apparently is down 20 pounds, and over the last two years, he has sort of eschewed meat. He's a vegan. I don't know who saw this coming. But kind of. He refers to himself as a vegetarian, not a vegetarian, but a (laughs) flexitarian. Okay? Now, here's Les Miles on the definition of a flexitarian. A flexitarian, in my words, who other words could they be, Les? The ability to eat vegetarian, unless there's a little piece of chicken that gets caught in your fork (laughs) or spoon when you're eating soup and trying to be a vegetarian. Now, I don't know how you try to be a vegetarian. You end up with chicken soup. (laughs) But occasionally that piece of chicken gets to your mouth and it does not benefit you politely to remove it. So you must eat it. That is the flex in flexitarian. So Les Miles is a flex is a vegetarian unless some meat shows up and then he eats that. <laughs> I can see that comment like like Les being really pleased with himself as saying that. And Ross just like, oh my God, thank you. Just writing this down like that is so golden. Well, I went uh, to Les's house last year. Not not last season, the one before, I guess. And uh the best nugget I took away, we're talking about his diet. Les fell in love with Lululemon, uh, the, the yoga brand, which I thought was hilarious. And um, he was like, ah, oh, wearing Nike all these years. Nike's a fine product, but it's no Lululemon. Um, <laughs> and he started going to Whole Foods. And the first time he went to Whole Foods, they were like, you know, sir, please insert the chip. And he didn't oh, know, yeah. like, he didn't know what a chip was in a credit card machine because he just hadn't been to a grocery store in, like, a oh, number no. of years. So he's like, chip? What's a chip? <laughs> Did I order a chips? Yeah. Less, uh, that's the thing. Those football coaches have a lot of people doing other stuff for them. Yeah, pretty good time. Yeah. All right, let's get to crew, tr- true crime. Okay. Uh, <laughs> an anonymous tipster. This is in Houston. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to read this. I'll read it, but it's from the Dallas News. I don't know why. Let's see, KT. I'll get a better source on this, but uh, – uh, a guy basically found a uh, – see if we have a better lead on this. That's funnier. Um, police say someone who went to an abandoned home in southeast Houston ended up discovering a tiger inside of it. All right. Houston Police Department uh, major offenders at Livestock Animal Cruelty Unit arrived on the scene to find a 350-pound tiger inside. Oh. He was just in a cage in an abandoned house. Just a tiger is just living in a Houston house. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But here's the real fun part. The, the, the tipster, a concerned citizen called three one one. What is that? What's three one one? 
I think it's like not know. quite an emergency. Not like, qu- I, if there's a damn tiger, yes, that's an emergency. <laughs> oh, it's an emergency. I would have I would have hit the nine, not the three. <laughs> yeah, but he goes to the house. Here's the quote from the sergeant: "They were trying to get into this house to smoke marijuana." <laughs> <laughs> The guy said he went into the house to smoke pot, an abandoned house for some reason, uh, and then nope. discovered the tiger. So the police naturally, we questioned them as whether they were under the effects of the drugs or they actually saw a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Finding a forever home for a tiger is not easy, said one this uh, one woman. Yeah, forever home. She had her house. There's a starter house, I guess. Um, yeah, can you imagine? Hey, uh, police. I just went into this house, smoked some weed. It's like an abandoned house. Like, okay, Dude, what? where's my tiger? Are you admitting you broke the law? And I found a tiger. Excuse me, sir? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so uh, what? I mean, do we know what became of, of said the tiger? The tiger is now at the Houston Zoo, and then they okay. have to find the forever Makes home. Sense. Where did they um, get it? Like, is there a black market where you can pick up a tiger? Oh, I'm <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> Apparently, they some tigers are smuggled in from Mexico. Hey, see, uh, build the wall. <laughs> this is, <laughs> wait, wait till Trump hears about this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> forward that to Trump to be like, yeah, another reason to build it. Keep we the tigers out. Tiger. They snuck a tiger in. Keep He's always talking about coyotes. <laughs> Let the Cheech and Chongs go smoke their weed in abandoned houses in peace, damn it. That's we don't right. need tigers here. No flesh-eating animals with them. <laughs> uh, the spokesman here for Bark, uh, B-A-R-C, which is, I don't know what that is, some kind of animal thing, I guess, uh, says uh, it, it wants everyone to know. Uh, it's never a good idea to keep one as a pet. No, I would think not. <laughs> no, the tiger in an abandoned house. So tell that to LSU. Keep, be keep safe no pets out there, that Houston. could kill you instantly. That would be my be safe first out there. Thought. If you're going to consume, you know, we're not here to judge. I may or may I doubt it's legal in Texas. They'll be the last no. state to. Yeah. But um, if if it's legal, you know, find your own home, not just and you. <laughs> Don't go in the abandoned house. There could be a tiger in could there. Could be a tiger in there. And if you see one, do call the authority. So good job, anonymous <laughs> tipster in Houston. You may be a listener. Don't have to admit it. But thank you. Streets are safer because of you. All right. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast. Share it on social media. Encourage others. And uh, leave us a review. And uh, tune back in next week. We, uh, we find another way to, uh, to uh, entertain ourselves if nobody else. Talk to you later.